Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Elmo's Wharf. Online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, best in new inventory, great warranties. Get the year started with a new vehicle. Well, you may need pre-owned inventory. Okay. You need it. You need it. That's the way it's got to be. Well, go to the place that has the Sunbury Motors guarantee. They go over every inch of every vehicle. And a service department to back it up. Routine, difficult. They handle it all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Do we have uh, Neil? Checking with you. We do, sir. Great. The uh, incomparable Neil Kulong now joins us for the playoff edition of Tuesdays with Neil. Sir, welcome. If there was a show that I was going to be on, it would be the one that over the fact that this team somehow has a playoff game future. As always, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. To quote Barry Manilow, it's a miracle. A true blue miracle. <laughs> but they're in. What's it, uh, before I get to the Steeler part of it, there are 14 teams in the playoffs. Seven played last year. That means there are seven teams that are newcomers to the playoffs this year, Neil. And I'll bet those seven teams are ones that somehow figured out their injured quarterback situation yep. or otherwise one or coasted into the playoffs on fumes like the Eagles. Yeah. And that's about where it is. All right, so the Steelers. Mason Rudolph has not turned the ball over. So let, let's just go with him for a moment. What is different about his approach to the game and how they're calling the game when he's out there that maybe we didn't see from Mason Rudolph before? I think the the calling the game part probably falls a little bit lower on what we should be looking at. Overall, um, if if you break him down in comparison to where he was before, he is remarkably calm now compared to what he was. I don't know. I can't speak to any reason why that would be. He He looks now like the veteran quarterback. Um, whereas before he looked kind of like a perpetual rookie in, in most of the start, um, he was too anxious. His feet were were a mess. Uh, his body his body wasn't fluid. He wasn't going you know hips to shoulders to hand. He he didn't deliver stuff. He wanted it to be aggressive, but his timing was usually off. It just it overall I get the sense watching him calmed himself down. He slowed himself down mentally, and he's making good reads and good decisions with the football. Now, that, that's not going to be a, a permanent thing, I don't think. I, I thought he uh, he threw one, if not two, against Baltimore that probably should have been interceptions. 
um, it, it's hard to look at that game without a, a, at least something of an asterisk next to it considering the conditions. Uh, but you can't ignore the fact that he largely outplayed his counterpart on the other side. And his counterpart, uh, Tyler Huntley, makes a lot more money than Mason Rudolph does as a backup quarterback in the NFL. So comparatively speaking, uh, he's been the best quarterback on the field for three straight games. Can you tell me yeah. the last time the Steelers had the best quarterback on the field in three straight games? It's been a long time. Well, it's oh, called Ben Roethlisberger. That's probably. I mean that's the last time, and it's probably not, and it's not his last <laughs> season. Yeah, last season, no, 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 not not three in a row. Um, right. Overall, it just it looks to me, and I, I, I hate to keep using this, but he's, he's Cinderella man. He's not the same guy that he was, and how that changed. I don't know. He just—he looks much more calm. He looks much more comfortable, uh, and he's playing for much higher stakes. Really, he has at at another point in his career, uh, being that he's entering free agency. So this is the end of his last season, uh, potentially. He has to earn a paycheck for next year. Added zeros to that paycheck as he's gone about it, yet it seems like he operates with a, a much stronger uh, sense of control than what he used to. And that doesn't mean he's not being aggressive. Um, he's, he's, you know, to be honest, I, I think a couple of those plays don't go the, the way that they went. Maybe it's not quite the same story that we're talking about, but throw to throw, uh, he just his demeanor is much more comfortable uh, his feet are, are calm. Uh, he's making decisive uh, reads of, of – he's making good throws on time. He's not flustered. He's not confused. He's just kind of going out and, and throwing the ball the way that it needs to be thrown, where it needs to be thrown. And on top of that, he's making some big-time clutch throws uh, in what Mike Tomlin would refer to the weighty downs uh, throughout the entire game. And it, it's, it's impossible to dispute the results, but – you see the process at work, and it looks far better than it did. In other words, I mean, I don't think it's too dramatic to say Mitch Trubisky has never signed on this team if Rudolph played like this uh, when, when Roethlisberger was last hurt. I think right. they would just simply go with Rudolph, and you wouldn't have to worry about the situation that you're in right now. Um, you know, if it's in butts or candy and nuts, we all have a Merry Christmas. But <laughs> for where Rudolph is now, Remarkable how different he is, and that the the sense that I get is just that he's playing the game uh, in a much calmer sense of of mind than what he did previously. What has the running game meant to giving him a calmer sense? Well, I, I would say this: I don't believe a team's ability to simply run the ball automatically weakens a team in in terms of their pass defense. Um, there, there is a, a connected spirit between the two, but if anything, both positively and negatively, I would say the run game working as well as it's working has afforded Rudolph fewer opportunities uh, to throw. Um, therefore, his numbers stand out as being pretty, uh, pretty excellent. What was eighteen to twenty-two? In, in a monsoon in Baltimore, he completed the throws he had to make, but they didn't throw all that much. Um, 
you could look at that both ways. And also, and I think this was pointed out in the broadcast as well, uh, the safety having to inch up a little bit more. And it doesn't take much. Keep that in mind. These are, are uh, highly athletic people on the field. They can run pretty fast. The difference of three yards is massive. So if the safety is playing at a depth of 10, anticipating a pass, sheets up to seven because he's anticipating a run, you might get a little bit more of an advantage over the top, but it doesn't necessarily mean everything with the with the play call itself, the, the pass itself, uh, is going to work out well. So um, I, I think it helps the team perhaps more so than just the quarterback. People want to want to act as if it's you know old tech mobile. If you pick the right play, your entire defense gets roided up, and they all blitz the quarterback, and you know eleven guys are making the tackle at the same time. It, it, he still has a lot to do, even if the safety isn't really moving. And that's the guy that you're primarily looking uh, to, to influence overall uh, with a, a, a strong between-the-tackles uh, run game. He's got to get a little bit closer uh, to help with run support if they're getting four or five yards a carry the way that Najee Harris is uh, legitimately doing right now. And it, it, it helps the entire offense. Uh, the pass game itself, though, I think is, is really a matter of reading where coverage is uh, and finding an open receiver and delivering catchable ball. Well, I'm, I'm glad. I always laugh when you bring up techno bowl because the reason the reason I laugh about it is uh, is is quite simple. I think there are a lot of people out there because of either techno bowl or because of fantasy football that think that they can be general managers and they can coach. <laughs> I love that. I, I grew up feeling both. I know that. I, it's, it, the game is, is much more intricate than what it will appear when you're just watching it. And I, I, don't, I don't say that to be pompous, but there are a lot of little things that occur in football, and those are the things your, your coaching staff is seeing, uh, your, oppo- your opponents are seeing. Those are the kinds of things they're, they're planning for. So when you say... You know, they keep running it up the middle. I mean, up the middle right there is kind of a giveaway. There are a lot of places that are generally considered to be the middle that they could be running. Uh, there's a difference between an A gap and a B gap, even if it's just the shoulder of one player uh, to the other. Those are, are vastly different things, and they know what side this guy is going to go to on on off the snap at this down and distance when this guy is on the field, when this linebacker is over here, they, they're aware of all of that. Not as simple as just, you know, they ran it up the middle or why don't they throw to the middle of the field? Um, the middle of the field is a really big place, okay? It's, it, it, yes, it, depending it on how you want to look at it, it's a third of the field. You can't just say they're not throwing to the middle of the field. There's a reason they're not doing that. Now, when, when Matt Canada is running the offense, a big part of it is because the safeties are on top of the box and your, your crossing routes are not open. Those are the guys in the middle of the field. They're not throwing it because they're covered. You know, Just simply throwing it to the middle of the field does not ensure any kind of success. In fact, you might recall this when Juju Smith-Schuster caught a pass across the middle, and I think it was Vaughn Bell of the Bengals on a Monday night game a couple of years ago, tattooed him on, on like a third and five. Everybody in the stadium knew that pass was coming. Vaughn Bell certainly knew it was coming. He put one of the biggest hits I think Juju had in his career, uh, certainly to this point, because they threw to the middle of the field. You want to avoid those kinds of things. 
and they yeah. don't tend to happen uh, down the sideline. The sideline is a defender as well. Um, you've got a little bit more of an advantage throwing, you know, toward the paint where the defender isn't. Uh, they usually aren't. Um, it, it's it's just not a very simple game in a lot of ways, and I, I don't think people uh, they're they're not typically told that that's how it goes, but it is the easiest way uh, to understand mm-hmm. what a team is is trying to accomplish. Right. Okay, so the matchup with Buffalo. Buffalo has played really well down the stretch, and we got the full Josh Allen experience on Sunday night. A wild ride of big plays, turnovers, big plays, and they won. Uh, so how do you view the matchup with Buffalo? I think uh, if, if I was to pick who for the Steelers they could play and have the best chance to win, and how crazy this sounds, that this, I think, typifies the year. I probably would have picked Kansas City. Yes, I know I, agree. I wouldn't have picked I agree. Buffalo. I, I agree with both. I say that now. Maybe, maybe you can explain it to me. I, I don't understand how Sean McDermott's highly controversial. Uh, um, I don't know if you want to call it a motivational speech, a, a, a teaching lesson. Um, the the objects that he used to motivate his team in regards to uh, the, the the plane hijackers on 9-11, for that to have gone public and for the backlash to be such that he had to apologize for it oh, a week. Yeah. That led the Bills to have a five-game winning streak. It's beyond me because I was honestly wondering, you know what, if he doesn't win this next game, they're playing Kansas City that week. If yeah. he doesn't beat Kansas City, I don't think they're going to the postseason. If he doesn't go to the postseason after all this, he's going to get fired. He's done. Um, it turned out that he might have put up next to Mike Tomlin the best coaching performance over the yeah. last three weeks of the season. Yeah. Um, and, and good on the Bills for responding to the, the, the adversity that they had. But they're the two seed. You realize that? I that know. just blows me away. Like, wow, this team was like six and five at one point. I mean, um, Joe and Joe's done a good job calling the game. And that, Joe Brady, Joe used to be here at Penn State for two years, so I, I know him. Uh, but I mean, he's done a good job, and he he seems to understand what Josh Allen can and can't do. He's done a good job of trying to get Allen back in the pocket. You know, and I don't mean that literally, metaphorically speaking. Allen kind of goes into to hyper mode in certain situations. And, I, and that was the, the label on him coming into the league. I think you saw a lot of that um, his rookie year. Brian Dable did a great job um, just kind of keeping him within himself and setting him up. Excuse me, more so the plays can do the talking as opposed to Allen's physical ability, if that makes sense. He catered a game plan around the throws that he could make instead of just relying on him to, to you know, play hero ball and on his own try to find 15 you know, guys 15 to 18 down the field. Um, Stephon Diggs is critically important to that as well because he can get open uh, at those distances by a pretty good margin. You work on the timing between those two and you have, you know, some of the best uh, um, quarterback to wide receiver seasons in Bill's history. And there's some Hall of Famers in there. So Dable did a great job of that. I don't think uh, Dorsey was, was as successful with it. But Brady, it, it seems to me, and I, I just watched Buffalo this morning, it seems to me they've gotten him more back into 
trying to, to you know play the game the way it's called as opposed to uh, making a play spontaneous when it doesn't need to be made spontaneously, if that makes any sense. Um, they're a dangerous team. They're playing much better football than they were. It doesn't look the way that you kind of think that, uh, you know, the, the dominant Bills, that, you know, all the highlights that they create. But they're, they're doing a better job offensively. But more than anything, their defense has gotten fixed. And that's the part that should worry the Steelers because they, the Steelers, um, their, their ground game is such that they're able to control uh, what they want to do, set up what they want in situations and, and continue to play ahead of the chain um, throughout entire drives. That's why they're scoring as much as they are. That's why they're much more effective in the red zone. Buffalo, I don't think, is going to, to lay, you know, lay down and let them run for 180 yards the way that they have. And if Pittsburgh can't do that, you're asking a lot out of that offense. And defensively, look, you lose T.J. Watt, you're not a good team. It's just that simple. Uh, it's really hard to have T.J. Watt on an overall dominant defense. Now, on, on the plus side, you do get back uh, your, your starting safety. You don't have to have you know the, the guys that you pulled off the street uh, playing in your back secondary anymore. Uh, that will help, but you're, you're not going to be able to get past T.J. Watt. So a, a huge part of this game to me is what the Steelers' offense is going to be able to do against a, a resurgent Buffalo defense. And then on top of that, figure out how you want to slow down Josh Allen. So um, uh, yeah. the Steelers are 10-point underdogs. <laughs> Seems pretty legit yeah. to me. Yeah, well, I'll say this where I give Sean McDermott the greatest credit defensively because he's the one now calling it. Milano got hurt. White got hurt. That's two of his top four defensive players a middle linebacker and a corner, and they've overcome that. I got to give them credit for that. Yep, it, it's uh, that's the toughest part of coaching. People want to make it out to be like it's always this forward thinking, the next play call type of thing. Uh, overcoming that adversity, um, obviously, players going down, and you needing to to you know retain as much continuity as you can with a backup, that's really, really hard to do. And it's also something that happens long before anybody gets hurt. Um, I, I had a boss who said this to me one time, and I, I've repeated it many times. I'm teaching you this because if I, if I get hit by a bus, you're going to need to know how to do this. Right. And I, I think NFL coaches have to operate that way, uh, even if they don't have the time to explicitly tell everybody. But there's going to come a point, Marcus Golden, that – DJ Watt's going to be out for a game. You may as well prepare for that. Where are you going to be? Because let's be honest, you're not TJ Watt. But this defense needs TJ Watt. So what can you do to create that kind of impact on, on a team? That's Tomlin's challenge. McDermott, similar to Tomlin, has had to do that uh, largely this season uh, and you know probably last year as well. And they, they've been so... They, they, they fluctuate so much defensively. You, you see them dominate some games. You see other games. It just doesn't look like they know what they're doing. Um, it, it seems like he's found a good formula, and maybe that is because of the backups. You know, sometimes it's get the other guy out of here because he only does these certain things. Even if he does them really well, this guy is a lot better overall. I, I think you have some of that with Buffalo. Um, it, it's they're playing much better team football 
than they were. And that that's going to be a real challenge for the Steelers up the middle um, with the, the strength of their defensive line. They're going to have to, to dictate the line of scrimmage. I don't think they can do that against a, a front as good as Buffalo. Uh, I want to ask this last one. The Dolphins-Chiefs game is going to be on Peacock exclusively. What's your thought on the NFL taking the playoffs and especially putting that kind of matchup on streaming when maybe all of America is not ready to do that? I don't think the playoffs is a good time to do it. I think that's as mild a statement as you're going to get from anybody. Um, I saw it, and honestly, I cringed. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> don't do that. Um, you're, you can't restrict the playoffs from your fan base. You get 13, you know, regardless of the time that they're being played, you get 13 primetime games with the playoffs. And a huge part of uh, your fan base wants to live and die with, with every moment that happens. Restricting that for the sake of, of selling um, a, 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 a digital platform, which you've already experimented with, you've tried you could do with you know random games at different times uh, to right. put that in the playoffs to me is is hubris. Um, you you don't have a reason to do that, and I'm sure they're justifying it by saying, well, that's where the audience is. Like, well, they're not going to be, <laughs> and you're going to have to deal with the fallout, not just from the people who are really going to be angry about it, but fans that uh, now feel disconnected from the league and the team because they they couldn't watch it or they weren't going to. Um, people, you know, if, if you want to do pay-per-view, do it. But I'd, I'd strongly recommend that you look at the NHL back in the 80s and 90s. They tried that. Um, nobody watched the game. You know, if they're not buying tickets to the stadium, to the arena, they're not going to pay to watch it at home either. And they didn't. Uh, it didn't work. And I, I, I think we are going to see similar results to that. And it, it's, while I'm a fan of trying new things, uh, being uh, innovative, especially in the, the technology space. Sure. Uh, this is what I, I feel like you probably know the outcome going into it. I don't think you're going to learn anything that you couldn't have logically uh, reasoned, um, maybe even just with you know some, yeah. some marketing data uh, to, to figure out how people would react to it. Exactly. Uh, to me, you know, I have nothing against electric cars, but they have a lot of limitations to them. That's like forcing somebody who wants a gas-powered vehicle which the which ninety three percent of the consumers are based on the numbers ninety three percent, and telling them they have to drive electric cars now. Like, but no, hold on a second. They, they, you're trying to force something you don't need to force yet. That's me. The, the reality of the world comes down to salesmanship, in my opinion. Yep. You know, my yep. my dad was a salesman. He taught me that it, it's always about sales. Um, if you have an idea, regardless of how necessary it is. If you can't sell it, people aren't going to buy it because what's yep. necessary to you and your mind is not going to be necessary to them unless yep. you convince them of it. Um, it, it. The electric car bit, I think, is, is a good analogy. Um, it's not ready yet to say that, so don't try to say it. My friend, always, and I mean always a pleasure. Appreciate you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Neil Kulong on the show today. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors. 
They sell a lot of gas-powered vehicles. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. On News Radio 1070 WKOK. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. And today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Summary Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15. Hummel's Wharf and online at summarymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, the best in new inventory. Great pre owned inventory with the Summary Motors guarantee. And a terrific service department that backs it up. Routine, difficult, they handle it all. At Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Yeah, what do you think of all that? You know, I know we talked briefly about this yesterday, Todd, but about the uh, the the Peacock deal. Where I just kind of sit back and it's just, yeah, just was. I was taken aback by it. I mean, I knew it was going to happen. Uh, and, for example, like, for example, Nebraska's playing Purdue tonight in basketball in Lincoln. That game's on Peacock tonight. That's not on BTN tonight. Uh, so we're seeing more and more streaming along the way, or as the Sioux would say, streaming. Um, their streaming numbers are so important. Uh, I'll get back to him. Uh, <laughs> I kill him on that stuff. But what do you think of all that? I mean, I, I could see the combination. Combination to me is great where you're really I, – I thought the idea was to get as wide an audience as possible. I always thought that that was supposed to be the goal of media. I, I think part of it is that I think there's a certain segment of people that think that cable's dead, you know, and everybody's going to be streaming. And I think, I think it's probably coming. I don't think it's as soon as people think it is. Uh, I think the other part of it is is they're just trying to draw eyes to these streaming services, but I don't think it's a good idea for the NFL. I, I think we touched on it a little bit yesterday. You know, we're we're in a rural area here in the middle of Pennsylvania. Not everybody has, you know, the, the wireless you know, the wireless capabilities or, or the fast internet to, to stream something that fast or that well and you end up like you know, like you complained about with Amazon last year with just it it just buffering for, for ten minutes and you miss right. plays and things like that. And I kind of agree with what Neil said too. You know, you you wanna have your most eyes possible on your biggest games right. and when you know, when you're forcing people to you know, forcing people to go somewhere else to get your games, you know, some people just aren't going to do it. No, it, look, to me, there's a goal in media. Why do we have Nielsen ratings? I mean, why do we have it? We have Nielsen ratings because they're trying to figure out how many people are watching. Oh, why isn't it so important to find out how many people are watching? Well, it's important because that's how they sell advertising. Because you're trying to get as wide an audience as possible. Well, 
this is this you've got the Dolphins and the Chiefs on. Dolphins and Chiefs, so it's actually one of the better matchups of the weekend on paper. And that's the game you're gonna put on streaming to have people sit there and go, I, I have to do what? Um look, is streaming gonna be an important part going forward? Yeah, but not for everybody. And let's give everybody a little clue here. Okay? Seventy four million cable homes out there carry ESPN, uh, Big Ten Network's right there with them, and the Fox Sports 1. They're all in the 70 to 75 million home range. That's not a few. <laughs> okay? They act They act as if there's only the people who are doing this that are running media. Oh, people are cutting the cord, cutting the cord, they're cutting the cord. Yes, people have cut the cord. You're too expensive. That's why they've cut the cord. They cut the cord. But while people have cut the cord, 70 to 75 million have not cut the cord in their house. I mean, that's households that still have cable. Yeah, in other words, they haven't cut the cord to the point where there are 3 million homes left, <laughs> and that's it. There's still 75 million that are, that are picking up these services. 75 million. Now you're telling them that after paying their cable bill, they now have to pay extra for this? Really? Well, really? and the myth of the myth of cutting the cord now being cheaper is just that a myth right now cuz if you add up with the price raises, you know, if you have Prime, Disney Plus, Netflix and and, you know, Peacock, you're probably almost paying the same amount of money. So what streaming services do you have? Uh, we have Prime because we have had Amazon Prime forever, right? And that's that's because of like the Amazon Prime accounts. Yeah, and the uh, kids. I the, mean, so I have Amazon Prime. I know that my daughter. We have Disney Plus for my daughter, and uh, my wife and I like HBO stuff. So we have HBO Max, or I guess it's just Max now. Yeah, I don't have HBO. I don't have uh, HBO. I don't have Showtime. I don't have anything like that. Um, I, I think I got MGM Plus for some reason, but it's not because I ordered it. It just happened on the TV, and it kept on going. <laughs> okay, I mean, seriously, it's like I got, I got I have MGM Plus. I do. I didn't order it. Nobody in my house ordered it. Uh, and and I have Prime. That's it. I don't have anything else. I don't have HBO, Showtime, any of that stuff. I don't, you know, because I, I don't really have a lot of interest in it. There's a movie I want to watch. I'll go get it and buy it. Uh, and, you know, because usually I'll watch movies like the same movie, you know, over time. I'll watch them several times. I enjoy doing that. Um, but I don't uh, No, I mean, Disney Plus, no. Hulu, Hulu, no. I mean, all these services, I don't have. I, it's one of those things I probably wouldn't have. I wouldn't have cable other than, you know, that's the that's where I watch sports because I don't really watch a lot of TV. I really don't have a lot of time to watch TV other than sports. But, you know, I I just to get – if you want to stream all your sports, you still have to – I mean, you have to have you, – you want the NCAA tournament, you need Paramount Plus. You want – you know, there, there's the NFL on Prime. There's, there's basketball on Peacock now. I mean, again, you're not – you're not saving a lot of money when you have to buy four different streaming services. Right, that's exactly, you're not. Uh, and that's what's interesting. I think when people start adding it up, they'll say, oh, uh, I really am not saving money. Uh, no, you're not. 
Um, and that's what's interesting about it. You know, they, they get you one way or the other, and they do get you. I was just going to um, say that could be said for, said for almost anything. <laughs> I, not this show. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, no. But, yeah, that's so. Uh, and that's what uh, I, I just saw this decision. And went, ugh. Like I said, I know somebody who would, over the holidays. <laughs> I was here for a little bit of the holidays, okay? <laughs> I know I've been on the road nine in the last 12 days, okay? But I was actually, I did, I actually was home from the 17th until the tw- night of the 26th. So I was here for a period of time. And so the Bills Chargers game was on Peacock. Well, it turned out I know somebody had a code, so they put it in. So I did watch the game. Right? They're not here right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well. (laughs) The code, please. I feel like I'm in Die Hard. The code, please. (laughs) Mr. Takagi. Uh, So, uh, but yeah, I don't have it. Um, it's a long shot that well. It, but first of all, I've got a game at Purdue on Saturday anyway. Two fifteen, four fifteen off the air, four fifteen, five thirty in the air. I'd probably be back about seven thirty, eight o'clock. So I'm going to miss the Texans Browns game. So I suppose if I wanted to watch the Bills and the Dolphins, I could. But or excuse me, not the Bills and the Dolphins, the Dolphins and the Chiefs, I could. But uh, I just. I thought the idea was to get your product out to the widest audience and not try it, try to force square pegs into round holes. I'll be honest. The person in my household that's going to be most mad about that is is my daughter because the only football player she knows is Travis Kelsey, and I think you guys oh, can okay. lie. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, he's friends with Mahomes? Yeah, no. that's what it is. It's the insurance commercials. <laughs> Ma Ma Otto Mahomes. Yes. <laughs> Actually, it's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, because of the Taylor Swift thing, I am sure. Um, I I don't know. I mean, if it's to force you to, because when I was watching the game on Peacock, they of course did promos for other shows on Peacock just like when you're watching Amazon Prime on Thursday night right they're hey hey don't forget Jack Reacher new season coming up right All right things like that but there was nothing that they showed me that I wanted to watch right uh, on Prime the only thing on Prime I've watched, I've watched I watched one movie on Prime and that was the movie about um, how Michael Jordan got associated with um, Nike Air. Oh yeah, that was that was that was pretty good. That, that was I thought that was excellent. I yeah. thought that was that was well done. Uh, I thought that was well done. I, um, now there are a couple of people in that movie I know. <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit that uh, was it Matt Damon. Playing Sonny Vaccaro, what a compliment to San- Sonny! Yeah, well. <laughs> and I and I know Sonny. <laughs> I've seen many pictures of Sonny. He does not look like Matt Damon. No. And then I've you know I've met Phil Knight a few times, 
right? Ben Affleck is Phil Knight. Way to go, Phil. <laughs> it's like, hey, good job. All right. <laughs> I mean, if it was if that were portrayed in a the movie, they'd probably pick Danny DeVito. And I'd psych it. <laughs> so, all right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with, although maybe I can get a free sub out of it. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Coming up on Friday night, he's also charging for it, which I know is illegal, but he wanted us to get the word out. No? Not true? No. A peacock party might be a little weird. I know it sounds strange, but it's to watch the game. (laughs) Okay. Right? Now, I'll freely admit he stole cable from the neighbor, but that's a a different different story. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, we got you know, we got the Eagles on Monday night. That's on ESPN. They play the Bucks. Uh, look, the Eagles should be the favorite going in. The Bucks do have a decent defense. Baker Mayfield, you don't know which Baker Mayfield you're going to get, but the Eagles' defense isn't playing well. I believe Matt referred to it as bad Swiss cheese. He said that would be an insult to Swiss cheese to call the Eagles' defense Swiss cheese. I believe that's what he said, right? Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, the bottom I, half of the NFC bracket this weekend, I, there's anything could happen. I think. I think both those. It wouldn't surprise me if the Rams went into Detroit and won. It wouldn't surprise me if the Buccaneers won. Yeah. I, this is now the, the Steelers should be the underdog. Firmly against Buffalo. Yeah, but you know, um, you saw what it, happens sometimes with Josh Allen, though, too. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Watt's been ruled out; he's not going to play. Well, yeah, that's that's I mean, huge. <laughs> that's a that's a big part of what's going on here because it's not just what Watt does. I mean, Hargrave on the other side is really good, right? But he's better because Watt's on the other side. Right? They're not going to put all the attention over where he is. Okay. Now you're going to put the attention over there. Um, the key will be for Buffalo, Josh Allen keeping his mistakes to a minimum. And uh, I think that um, if he can keep his mistakes to a minimum and Buffalo gets to the lead, because you know, I always feel in playoff games, you know, I always loved it. And he's 47-12 and 12 in fourth-quarter comebacks. And, like, nine times out of ten, the quarterback helped put them there where they were behind. <laughs> they never point that part out. <laughs> they were losing because the first three quarters, you weren't very good. <laughs> I always loved that. Fourth-quarter comebacks. Uh, but usually in the playoffs, you get to the lead. Man, that's where you want to be. You do not want to be the team with that fourth quarter comeback mentality. That's hard to do. Uh, I'd rather play with. I'd rather get the lead and play with the lead. Right? It's like it's like in horse racing. Okay. Okay. I want my horse to be the lead horse. Right? Yeah. That way, when my horse starts to tire a little bit, guess what? Yours are getting tired too. You're not going to catch them. Uh, And that's. Every once in a while, you'll see a horse caught from behind. Well, that's because that horse is exhausted. <laughs> the horse that got him isn't fresher. He's just less exhausted. Because <laughs> they're all tired after running that distance. 
Think about it. How would you be after running that distance? I, I haven't run that distance in 25 years. Oh, so. you'd be exhausted. <laughs> you'd be exhausted. Uh, so, um, so we'll see. Uh, it, it's a fun time of the year. Love the NFL playoffs. Enjoy it. Um, I mean, I realize that each of the next two Saturdays, I've got a game on the road. Um, but you know, I'll still be. I'll, I mean, I'll. I think it's a triple header on Sunday. I'll be locked in on Sunday. I'll have my feet up. You know, doing whatever. Just hey, all right, let's watch football for how many hours? I'm going to do that because I mean, Saturday I, I won't be able to see much. Uh, and then I'll watch the Eagles-Bucks game on Monday night because Penn State doesn't play again until Tuesday night with Wisconsin here. And it looks like it might snow here on Tuesday anyway. Oh, you see that? You see I that did one? not. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, I, I hope we're not paying for like our last three winners all in one winner. Uh, it's, Jesus, it sure does feel that way. Yeah. It, um, I mean, it's raining here the rest of the day here, but let me see here. I think Tuesday's supposed to snow. I think we're uh, supposed to have more rain on Saturday, too. At least uh, we are here. Here it says 25%. Yeah. Friday we've got uh, snow-rain mix. Oh, that should be fun. Okay, that's, that's always adorable. But Tuesday, they're talking about here right now. Let's see. Tuesday, cold with snow. High 18. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay, wind chill seven. Well, at least and Wisconsin will feel like they're in Madison. Well, I think they're bringing the weather with them, those sons of guns. <laughs> <laughs> and it says here, it looks like now this is now. It's, now look, it's one week away. It's Tuesday now, right? Yeah. Right. It says here nine inches. Yeah. Four point nine during the day, four point one overnight, and then the next day, Wednesday, sixteen. Oh. With sunshine, but with sunshine. Hey, hey, it'll look yeah. warm. Oh, brutal, brutal. Sixteen wind chill of eight. Well, just think, start next year, you might get some winter days in L.A. or something. Oh, oh, oh! Sit there. Maybe we can go Wednesday and Sunday. <laughs> Stay the whole week. My my luck, they'll have an earthquake. Yeah. I, I actually was out there for a basketball tournament at Berkeley once, and they got like a four point one earthquake. I'm like, what the heck? Uh, <laughs> and there, and in the hotel, there's a crack that formed in the floor. I'm like, okay. Then nobody else was worried, were they? Oh uh, no, not really. Yeah. It, it was like it was really like, oh, it feels like an earthquake. Oh, all right. <laughs> Nobody really thought twice about it. Uh, I mean, you knew what happened, but you sit there and go, "Oh, it wasn't like everything was rocking and rolling." I mean, it's like, yeah, next week's highs. Get this, Todd: 24, 23, 18, 16, 26, 23, 25. What is going on here, man? And you have to remember, at least it is winter. But uh, oh no, I know, I, I know it's winter. I got. But that it hasn't part. been for a long time around here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Suddenly, out of nowhere, they wanted to remind us it's January. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, I think Hallmark's going to put Christmas movies back on. (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) All right. 
Thanks to Neil. Thanks to Matt. Today's show brought to you by our great friends at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf online. SunburyMotors.com here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay.